stronger in a certain area, usually when you look at people that aren't as strong as you in whatever area, you tend to have a thought like this. When will they get their act together? You ever thought that about somebody? When will they get their act together? Which means obviously they're not up to the same as you. And that's actually going against what the scripture says. The other side of that is you're weaker and you see people that are more advanced and they seem like they have the upper hand and you, you find yourself saying like, why do they always get to do that? You ever find yourself saying that? Why do they get that? Why are they getting the blessing again? So what Paul is saying is, if you want to pray for unity, that prayer turns into action. And the action turns into, you know, it's not for me to leverage myself in front of others. It's to actually build others up. That's what the church is supposed to do. And so that's dangerous because here's the, the bottom line. It means that my one goal in life isn't just to get things that I want. And I think all of us would agree, yeah, well, that makes sense. We need to actually get along with people. But we have to fight internally those things that hold dear to us, our own way, what we want, our preferences, our way of doing things. And instead, in a situation with somebody, ask the question, what, what's going on with them? What's going on in their world right now? How can I help them? Is there something that I can do to be a blessing to them right here and right now? That's what Paul's describing. But that comes at a cost. So when we pray that, there's a sense in which we pray, God, unite us. We're saying, God, unite us and help me with my own me monster. Unite us and help me with my selfishness. Unite us and God, help us to fight against the enemy who wants to plant seeds of discord within us. That's what that that prayer means. So why should we pray it? Well, there's two reasons. There is a cost, but again, the mission that we've given can be accomplished if we come together. So, So why pray it? The first thing is, is because we actually need each other. I love this statement. Why pray? Unite us. Because we need each other. This is not a normal approach to life, but this is true. You actually need people in your life beyond just you. You need people outside your family. So it's not even just your family. You need to be a part of a community, a spiritual community. You need to be a part of a church that can actually help you because you living by yourself, focused on your own family, you you will not accomplish what God wants in your life. You can't do it. You need others. Things get beyond, beyond you real quick. You need help. Uh, Paul, in a few chapters before Romans 15, says this in Romans 12, just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many from one body and each other member belongs to all the others. This idea of belongs to all the others means that there's a role when you become a Christ follower that God wants you to play in community, in the church. And the role that he wants you to play is different than a role any other person can have. And this is where sometimes we think unity and we think uniformity. We're supposed to all be the same. Go ahead. Look around this group. 
No, seriously, go ahead, turn. You know, smile if you do, like that helps. But we are not uniform. We are not all the same. We're different. Age and stage, our background, our ethnicity, we're different. And I I thank God for that. But unity is not uniformity. There's actually a strength in our diversity that Paul is talking about here. There's a sense that we are put together under Jesus Christ. And we function as this unit that wouldn't function without him. And so we exist and our uniqueness and our diversity has a strength because the only reason we're here is because of Jesus And we need each other, just like the body, the analogy of the body that that Paul uses. See, the body, when it's functioning as it should, uh, moves in a direction. And then it pivots, and you say, oh, I need to go that way. And your brain communicates to all things. I don't know how it all works. It just, I do that, and I, I can do it. Those of you who, I injured my Achilles a few years ago. I couldn't walk, and I really felt, you know, Achilles is a tendon. You don't think about the tendon until it's snapped. And then you're like, man, I long for that tendon. <laughs> right? And, and that's, that's what Paul's trying to say is that you don't understand that all the different parts of your body make all the other parts work together. And it moves and you advance forward. And that's the church. God has a role for you to play. That if you don't pull in in unity, you're, you're cut off from the body. And you don't get to experience the blessings of being a part of the group. And you don't get to be a part of moving our mission forward. And so when you get to the point where it's beyond you, where you can't do everything on your plate, there's everything in you that wants to resist that reality. Have you ever found that? Like, I, I don't want to reach out for help. You ever face that? You don't want to do it. Why? Because we don't want to let people know that we need them. Which is so fascinating because it's actually the picture of reality is we can't live life alone and isolated. And God provides opportunities in our life where things happen, where we cannot live isolated and we fight against that. Because everything is, I just want to keep it within this house. I don't want anybody to know. I just want to keep this within me. I don't want to know. I don't want anyone else to know that I'm stuck, I'm struggling. But when you get things that are beyond you, God's actually working. There's a part of me saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you see that I've got people in your life that can help you, but you will have to reach out. You're going to have to let people in on your world. What's going on? And the opposite is true as well, that there's people that are going through that. God, God wants to use you to help them. And this is what the world is looking for, a group of people that come together for a cause bigger than just the individual, for a cause that's actually worthy of fighting for. And that cause is found in the mission of Jesus Christ. He himself is what we live for and who we live for. And we have the greatest opportunity to unite under that. And so here's part of of my prayer for, for our church. God, unite us because we have strength in our diversity. As we come together, it's not that we're all the same. It's that we're different. And so when we do come together... There's a strength there that exists that can't be found as individual parts. So that's the first reason 
Because we actually need each other. That's why we need to pray for unity. The second is that because the world will see God's love. This is speaking to that uniqueness to unity that's rare in the world today. Romans 15, Paul goes back. I'm kind of going back and forth. This is a little bit later than the scripture I started with. It says, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity. If you're taking notes in your handout, underline that spirit of unity. This is talking about... This, the very core of you, there, there's this united spirit, a culture among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus so that with one heart and mouth, underline that one heart and mouth goes back to the one body. It's one heart. It beats for the Lord Jesus and one mouth. It proclaims the truth of who he is, that you may glorify the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is his, his prayer. And this is Paul just saying, this is what we need to accomplish in the world. That we come together for one purpose in a spirit of unity with one heart and one mouth. And then he gives a practical application of what this looks like. And I kind of want to wrap up with this picture. This is verse 7. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. Here's a reality. Everybody... And I mean everybody longs to be accepted. One of our biggest fears in life is not belonging. Is not having a group that we can belong to. And the powerful thing about acceptance is that it's happened first and foremost with God himself. God accepts those that have gone away from him. And there is nobody that is too far from God's grace. And there's nobody that's too far from being able to be rescued from their own sin. So the acceptance at the core is in each of us because God accepts us. And then in the church, if there's a group of people that accept those who come in, it it just touches them in a way that it's like life life comes together. The picture that, that accepting is is you knock on a door and it's to somebody's house. You ever had that moment where they open the door and you're like, do I go in or do I stay on the porch? You ever had that moment? When do you know when to go in? When they invite you. Man, this is like a hard pop quiz, right? You're like, I don't want to say, what is it, the formal invitation, evite? I don't know, like what it, when somebody opens the door, like, hey, come in. You're like, oh, oh, okay, are you sure? Like, uh. But very rarely do you knock on the door, you're like, hey, what you got in the fridge, you know? I have been known to do that, so watch out. Keep that thing stocked, okay? No, just kidding. Kidding, kind of. Um, right, you, you knock and, and you wait, and am I invited? The picture of acceptance is somewhat like a greeting, like, come in, like open arms, like, come in. And if they're hugger, hugger, if they're not, like, like, we'll tap on the shoulder. But you, you accept them. Come in. This is what the church is supposed to be. Accept one another. Just as Christ has accepted you. Now, we live in a time and place where we think acceptance means that we can just... Anyone could be whatever they want and it's, it's okay. No, acceptance here is God loves you 
But you need to do life his way. That's acceptance. It means that you don't need to have some special knock to come in. But once that door is opened, you have to choose. I'm going to do life his way on his terms. Not what man says, but what the word of God says. I'm going to live my life on that. That's when you know you're ready to become a Christian. He's opened the door. He's invited you to come in. But it is on his terms. And the church is the same way. We are not supposed to close the door to anybody. But we open it up and invite people in under his terms. And when we do that, and when people are welcomed, and they realize they can be a part of Christianity, and they can follow Jesus, and they can get past themselves to something far greater than their individual life and desires, it's right at the core of their meaning. So not only do we need each other, but the world is longing and hoping to experience the love of God and acceptance that he gives to all people. And that goes back to Jesus' prayer. They will know that you love me and you love them as well. That's what unity is about. I want to encourage you with some next steps. Go ahead and pull out your connection card in your, your program and finish filling that out. John had you start that. And like he mentioned, there's a lot of meetups. So if you, if you haven't yet signed up for a meetup, go ahead and do that. It's hard to get to know people if you never take time to actually get to know them. So here at Church in the Valley, here, here's what we want to do. I'm, this is full disclosure. We have a lot of events that we want to offer because we want to get to know you. Because of this idea of unity, we want to accept you. Here's the thing, though. We can't force you to come. I could try, but that will freak you out. You'll never come back. So here's the thing. Take a risk. We offer things. Come. It will cost you some time. It will cost you maybe some like, oh, I don't know people. In it. But come. There's a way that you can build a relationship. Meetups are the way you can do that. You can begin to be a part of things by coming to what's offered. And here's the thing. It's going to be fun. Right? All right. This is a little commercial. Now let's go to some next steps. Okay, the first one is, and this is where you just, you have to be honest with yourself. Let go of blank for the sake of mission and unity and ask God for help. Now, I don't know who this applies to. So I, I, this is just Alex thinking in my own life, the other things that I struggle with. Some of you may too. There may be some things where you're battling a conflict with somebody and you just, you need to let go of something. I don't know what it is. But there may be some things that just people are annoying you, bothering you, and, and you need to let go. There may be some pet peeves. There may be some things where you just, these people are driving me nuts. Now, I'm not talking about when wrong has been done. Sin is different. That has to actually be clean, you know, cleaned up. If there's a mess in sin, like it needs to be cleaned up. And you have a role to play in that too. But I'm just talking about those preferences those things that get to us, there may be something that you need to let go of. It may be related to your roommates. It may be related to a spouse, your kids, a coworker, a friend, somebody within church life. What I've noticed is that prayer for unity, ask God to show you. 
Is there anything within you that's causing disunity with somebody else? Just ask God to show you that. And if he does, you can write that down. And ask God to help you with that. The second next step is pray for a spirit of unity at Church in the Valley three times this week using the scriptures provided on the handout. So that's John 17, that's Romans 15, and that's Romans 12. In those scriptures, and I wrote them out on your handout, there's just some great instruction on how to specifically pray. And since this series has been on prayer, I thought I'd give you just an opportunity to do that. So pray this week three times. Pick the days. I'm going to pray for the unity at Church in the Valley. And maybe it's that, that our hearts and our mouth will be one. Maybe it's that we'll have a spirit of unity. Maybe that the stronger will be to build up those who are weaker. You know, whatever it is, take the scripture and, and pray that. That's the best way to pray is you just take what the Bible says and you pray it. So mark one of those next steps on there. Last but not least, a couple more announcements. Ben, you can go ahead and come up. Next week, I'm going to be speaking and Jeep Underwood's going to be speaking. And we're going to be talking on the subject called Kairos. Kairos is the Greek word for season of opportunity. Next Sunday, we want to talk to you guys about the season of opportunity that we have at Church in the Valley. We're going to talk about where God is leading us into the near future. And so I hope you can join us next Sunday, June 17th, as we talk about this idea of Kairos, the season of opportunity God's given us. After that, June 24th, for four weeks, we're going to start a series called Stories to Live By. This is a series taken from the parables that Jesus himself shared, like stories that he shared with object lessons. And we're going to have four different men from the church speak uh, once each week. And so I encourage you, starting the 24th, come and get to hear from different men within Church in the Valley as they share from their own heart. And I encourage you, that would be a great series to bring people to because when you share stories in the scripture and they have lessons, people really respond to that. And so starting on June 24th, I encourage you to come to Stories to Live By and invite a friend. I'm going to pray. We're going to sing a song back to God and we'll receive our offering. You can drop your completed connection card and, and your tithes and offerings in there as well. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the life of Jesus who gave us a picture of living life with you and the unity that can be found for those who follow him. And God, I ask for unity within church in the valley. God, that will be of one mind and one heart. And what we proclaim will be about you and your kingdom. I pray for unity in our households, with families, with roommates. I pray for unity within the ministry here at church in the valley. God, I ask for unity at the workplaces in which people work, that people here, the members and attenders of Church in the Valley, can be lights in their workplace where they're willing to build others up, to use their strength to serve and, and to bless those that you've placed in our path. God, we thank you that in you we can be unified, and it's in our diversity that we find your strength. So we thank you for that. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen.